the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast. What an exciting day. What an exciting day. We've got author Ashley Schaller and her debut book, REM. Ashley, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? Well, I'm doing great, but this is not about me. This is about you. Now, I want people who are listening or who are catching this on video later to know that we are actually recording this the day before REM drops, before everybody can read your book, get it at Amazon, get it at Barnes & Noble, do whatever they want to get their hands on this book. So how surreal must this feel for you? It is a strange feeling. So for those who don't know, it's taken seven and a half years to get to this point. So I just said that long ago that I wanted to be a published author. And so now to be here, it's like, oh, wow, this is really happening. Seven and a half years. Yes. Wow. So anybody who like picks up your book and they read it and they're like, oh, man, this girl just published this book. This is amazing. (laughs) It's actually quite a process. It very much so. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the background of how you decided you came up with these uh, this amazing story, this these amazing characters. By the way, for those who are watching or listening, I did get to read Rem over the weekend. Really enjoyed it. You are so creative and you're an oh, excellent you. writer. And um, I want to, before you tell us about it, I want to read some of the uh, blurbs that you have from other authors. And I really like, uh, I mean, it's just awesome stuff. I'm looking for the one that says, oh, yeah, here it is. Inception meets Rise of the Guardians meets Sandman. This is the book I've been yearning for since high school. It has everything a reader can ask for, an intriguing world, lovable characters, fast-paced, non-stop, non-stop action. I can guarantee you're going to have a hard time reading it in more than one sitting. And that is editor and author of 20 award-winning books, Hope Bollinger. How do you, do you know how to say her name? I believe it's Bollinger. Okay. All right. Sorry, Hope, if you're watching. Um, yeah, so that is quite, and I have several other ringing endorsement, endorsements, but I just love that thing. Inception meets Rise of the Guardians meets Sandman. And man, I think she did a great job of just nailing what you did. Oh, for so, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to tell us about some of the origin of how you came up with this amazing idea and just tell us about some of the process? Yeah, so um, two important things to note Yeah, is, one, I was homeschooled, and that allowed me to take some really creative writing classes for school, yeah. and one of those is called the One-Year Adventure Novel. 
And okay. so I took this uh, curriculum in high school. I fell in love with writing more just as a, a hobby. So that's kind of what it stayed for a while. Okay. So there's that side of things. I and love then, it. So, as a teenager, I went through this phase where I had like these really terrible, terrible nightmares. Like every oh. night became like scared to fall asleep. Oh. And it, it was like a really hard time for me. Wow. And, um, gradually over time, you know, I would just pray before I went to bed. I'm like, Lord, just please be with me as I sleep. And all of a sudden, there was this character in my dreams. Every what? night. Uh, true story. And he he was different every time, looked different, different character, just but he always felt the same. So every time I knew if I fell asleep, he was going to be there. And so gradually the dreams lessened in intensity and then they weren't every night. And then as soon as like the dreams were gone, he was gone. And I've never seen him since. I swear wow. he was a guardian angel. Of course, I have no proof. Right, but right. In that experience, Rim was born. Wow, that is a crazy backstory. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. I cannot even, I can't even fathom that. So this was a difficult time in your life Mm -hmm. when you were having nightmares and you did not even want to go to sleep. No, I'm the teenager and like afraid to turn the light off at night. Sure. Yeah. They were intense, very dark dreams. Wow. And you just, you started to pray and ask for God to help you. Oh, for sure. And then this character shows up in your dreams and it's different. I mean, that just blows me away. It's like unbelievable, but it's true. Right. Oh, no, I I totally believe you. That's amazing. And now today, are you pretty nightmare free? Nightmare free. I almost never dream anymore, to be honest. Okay. Okay. Oh, it's a weird thing. I mean, it was for a season and then now it's gone and not afraid to fall asleep anymore. Yeah. All right. Amazing backstory. So then at a certain point, when did you decide, um, okay, you know, I can turn that concept into a book. A lot of people might've run away from that. Like that was a a dark time and don't want to remember it and relive it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for a while I didn't know, never wanted to talk about it, just wanted to forget about it. And then of all things, my sister has like a ballerina ornament. And I saw this ornament hanging on the Christmas tree one day. Wow. I'm like, oh, what if? And so I started connecting the dots. I'm like, what if there was this character who does ballet? And then, like, just the whole dream guardian, like, inspiration from those dark dreams came together. And I don't know. That's how stories are made. You take two random things and put them together. Wow. Okay. So, and you started writing this then again, how, I mean, what about what year would that be? Seven and a half years so, ago? I wrote it. So this was not my first book that I wrote. It's actually my third, but I started this is your, wait, first how, published book. How old are you now? I'm 24. You're 24. And so <laughs> you've written three books going way back to when you were like 16 or 17 yeah, years old. Yeah. Yeah. Ashley, that's crazy. <laughs> so this this is your third book, first yes. published. Yes. Okay. All right. So I think if I'm remembering correctly, I wrote the first draft of Rim in early, early 2017, I think it was. Wow. Like January, February. Yeah, that's that's amazing. So you are a teen author. Yes. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. Now you've just got me curious about your other books. Are they similar sort of uh, uh, genre or? Yeah. So they are young adult fantasy, still a little more on the fantasy side where they are very much set in like their own worlds and stuff. Okay. All right. Okay. I got it. And talk to me about uh, people that might be watching something I've seen just in the marketing material and everything is this is clean young adult fiction. Explain, explain some of that. Well, so I don't know how much you've been paying attention to like general market um, young adult books lately, but more and more adult content is coming into those. Okay. And so my goal as an author and my publisher's goal is to put out clean fiction where you can give it to your teen and you don't have to worry about content. Um, Basically, the highest rating you would ever see from A Quill and Flame, which is my publisher, um, the highest rating you would see is like PG-13, like if you were to go to watch a movie. Okay. Okay, that's that's very cool. So that's very assuring for parents that are looking for or teens that are looking mm-hmm. for good, um, clean books that they can read and enjoy. And yet, just as these blurbs, these endorsements say, here's another one I want to read. And uh, this is from Jenna Therese, maybe. Sorry, Jenna. Jenna Therese, young adult author of Ignite. She says, Rem is a story full of emotion, adventure, and high stakes a story that will not only make you fall in love with the characters, but may also make you crave a coffee. (laughs) Rem is a beautiful story with a fantastic and unexpected ending. All right, Ashley, tell us about now, just about the premise, the book, um, Rem. I mean, the characters, tell us about it. Uh, So Rem is a young adult thriller about a girl who goes best friend's dreams to save her from her nightmares and it follows Gwendolyn Gonzalez throughout this dream sequence as she fights to save her best friend Macy okay all right uh tell us about the inspiration for Gwen funny story Gwen was never meant to be the main character what she was only ever going to be like this character on the side that had maybe one or two scenes Originally, it was going to be from Macy's point of view. Wow. And, and of course, this is only when I was, like, plotting it. Um, but then I was starting to kind of outline, okay, who's Gwen? She's Macy's friend, all this stuff. I'm like, Gwen's an interesting character. I, I wonder what happens if I put her as the main character. And so from there, she just kind of took over. Wow, that is crazy. So this story was going to look totally different. It was. Wow. Okay. And everything is mind boggling. You know, we're not giving any spoilers or anything, but this is, there are some really fun, uh, fun is the right word, just twists and things that are unexpected throughout this, uh, throughout this book. Um, So I'm not going to give anything away, but that's really just fascinating to imagine. Okay, it was a whole different story. Yeah, what was it about Gwen that kind of drew you to telling it through her? What about her character? I can't really explain it to be honest. I was just like, like outlining her different personality traits and like her hobbies. I'm like, you're just so interesting to me. I'm not even sure exactly what clicked, but something did. As you were creating her different traits, describe some of those traits for us of Gwen. 
Well, so I was on Pinterest just looking for character inspiration. I like just finding random photos. I'm like, oh, you could be a character. What would you be like? Um, I stumbled across this picture of a girl. She's playing the drums, and she's got almost a little bit of a rock feel to her. I'm like, oh, you're interesting. You'd be a Macy's friend. And then as I'm outlining it, I'm like, imagining her family and she's got these brothers and sisters and like her mom's a nurse her dad's deployed I'm like all these things I'm like wow okay and like she's got a little bit of sass to her and I always love a heroine with a little bit of sass right 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 I love it yeah she's got a good good healthy amount of sass I love (laughs) it all right would you describe how would you describe like the love interest part of the story? How do you describe that, Ashley? Um, well, sweet, clean romance. I always like to preference that because everyone has kind of their different idea of what romance is. So it's okay. sweet, clean, just to throw that out there. Um, but yeah, Solomon's just fun. Like he came to my imagination wearing a white lab coat. That's never changed. I don't know why he wears one. He just says it's just because and that's it. Um, and he just loves coffee, which is interesting because Gwen hates it. And so that's just, they have some fun scenes where they're just kind of debating, is coffee that good or not? Right. I love it. I love it. Well, tell us more about Solomon. I, I mean, you just, he just came to you and you see this lab coat and then he is just developed. Tell us about. To be uh, honest, um, yeah, yeah, he just came wearing a white lab coat. And then I'm like, okay, who are you? He's like, I'm a dream guardian. I'm like, okay, what's a dream guardian? And so just outlining these different things, he's a little bit rebellious. He doesn't like following the rules, and yet he cares deeply about those around him. Right. I love it. All right. How did you decide? uh, I I don't think I'm giving anything away. He has this British accent. How does that come? Um, I've just always liked British accents. So when you're a writer, you can just give some of your preferences to your characters. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Well, um, tell me, you know, this blurb that I read about Inception meets Rise of the Guardians meets Sandman. What does that mean to you when you hear that? So that was a really cool moment because I've always, just in the back of my mind, wanted Rim to be like Inception. And I don't think I ever told anybody that. Yeah. I get this blurb and she uses Inception. I'm like, oh my goodness, I did it. I didn't even tell anyone that was my goal and somehow I achieved it. And then um, Rise of the Guardians has always been one of my favorite movies. It's just cute. It's fun. Um, I'm not as familiar with Sandman, so I'll trust Hope's judgment on that one. (laughs) You can see those combos. It was, it was a big moment of, Oh, wow. That's really cool. What a compliment to exactly what you said, just that you accomplished it. All right. I want to hear a little bit about how Quill and Flame, like, you know, in some ways you're going to be seen as like an overnight success, even though we know who are listening and watching that this is a seven and a half year process um, so far. But uh, how did you get with your publisher, Quill and Flame? Because it seems like at that point, the things kind of moved a little bit quickly. Tell us about that. So, um, a lot of the story starts with, it was just an ordinary day. Ordinary day, I'm sitting on my couch, I'm scrolling through Instagram, um, and then a couple authors I follow 
they were just posting about this publishing house. And I'm, I'm, I've never heard about this. So I went and I checked and it's a romance publisher at this point. I'm like, I don't really write romance. Everything I write has like maybe a small like note of romance in it, but I don't know if I would be qualified to call myself a romance writer. So I was, I was a little iffy. I was okay. like, I don't think this is the right fit. Yeah. And then like two more authors I follow posted about it. I'm like, okay, I, what's the harm in trying, right? right. I wasn't expecting much from this. Um, so I submit, I think what their guidelines are, you have to submit like the first three chapters, a query letter, which is basically, hi, this is what my book's about. These are my qualifications as a writer. Um, I hope you might find it interesting. And then a synopsis, which it's like, a one page that basically summarizes the book from beginning to end. Okay. So I submit all of this and I'm not really not expecting anything. I mean, romance publisher. So I kind of just, you know, submit, forget about it. And then a couple weeks later, I get um, a request. Like, can we see the full manuscript? Wow. That was an exciting moment. I was like, Okay, yeah, sure, here. So I submit that. Again, I'm still like, oh, they're going to read more. They're going to realize I'm not a romance writer, right? (laughs) Another couple weeks go by, and again, ordinary day. I'm on Instagram, and I get a message from the publisher saying how much they were enjoying it. They start to ask questions about, like, marketing goals, just, like, different goals for the book. Okay. And so, you know, I'm answering these and like, I tell my mom, I think it's going really well. I don't think I've ever reached this stage before. And so I, at this point, I'm getting hopeful. I'm like, okay, something might be happening here. I think it was like one week later to the day of that Instagram message chat. I went grocery shopping, ordinary day. day. (laughs) I come back, sit down, I'm checking my email and there's the contract in my inbox unbelievable wow okay talk to me a little pivot from i mean you know usually when you hear authors that have reached a certain stage they talk about the rejection letters that they got first so uh, how many times did you submit rem for example what are we talking about okay so rem's not the best example oh okay (laughs) you submitted it to one publisher I think I submitted it to three, but the other two rejection letters came after I'd signed the contract. So at that point, I'm like, it's okay. I'm I'm good. I've got a contract. So we'll back up to my other two manuscripts that are prior to Rim. (laughs) One of them I submitted, I want to say for five of the seven and a half years that I've been trying to get published. Wow. That one it was, it was first, so of course I made a lot of mistakes. Um, sure. First time I queried it, I think it was 30,000 words. And just for everyone who wants to know, that's not a book. <laughs> I think I queried it to maybe 10 literary agents before I caught on that books were supposed to have like standard word counts kind of per genre. I'm like, yeah. Oh, Okay. eventually I learned I bumped it up to I think it turned out to be 95,000 and so that's when I got a little bit more serious I started really researching really learning okay this is how you query this is the materials you need and these are the publishers that take this genre 
And so with this book, it was a lot of back and forth, meaning I would submit, they would ask for either more chapters, some Mm -hmm. occasionally the full manuscript. And then it was a lot of, you know what, we love this, but it's not right for us. And it was like, oh, we love this. Can you just do these edits and then send it back? Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Never got a contract for that one. I did go to pub board once with it, which basically that's the final stage before you get a contract. Everyone at the publishing house sits down. Marketing team has to agree with editors and everyone has to be on the same page to acquire that book. So I made it there once and it didn't end up going through. So that was that book. Eventually I had kind of set it aside because I was running out of publishers, to be honest. I'm like, I can only revise it so many times and clearly not quite the right timing for this. Wow. I wrote another book during the 2020 lockdown. Your ordinary pandemic, just another ordinary day of pandemic. (laughs) Ordinary day. So I wrote another book. And this one, kind of the same story. I would, you know, submit it and then they'd be like, oh, we like it. It's just, it's not right for us. Or, oh, can we see the full manuscript? And then turn around and still not right. Yeah. So again, I kind of shelved that one and worked on Rhythm. And then, as I said, I think it was like three publishers. I was just like dipping my toes into submitting this rim one. And I'm like not expecting much because I'm expecting the, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Right. Well, and then it was like, boom, boom, boom. And, you know, everyone tells you anything in publishing takes months. This did not take months. This was a matter of weeks. That's crazy. Well, I'm glad that you let us know some of the backstory process of the other books and that it's not just so somebody who's watching, maybe a young person who's like, well, I want to do that. And they just think you just do that. Uh, And there it is. Well, let me ask you this. And then I actually am going to ask you to read your selection coming up in just a minute as part of this one recording. But um, before that, I do want to ask you what kind of advice you might have. Somebody probably is watching and seeing what you're doing and may have somebody that they know, a daughter or a cousin or sister, or just somebody that's watching thinking, I really do want to do that. So um, I know uh, you've been in this process for a while. What kind of advice would you have to offer? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think I would say two things. One is don't be in a rush. Because it really takes longer than you think it does to get your manuscript to the point where it's ready. Okay. And the second piece of advice is don't be afraid to try. Because you will learn from mistakes. I mean, my first manuscript submission, I would not recommend that. That didn't go well. It, you know, 30,000 words. You know, learn, learn um, kind of what you're getting into. Okay. But some authors, they hold on to their work for so long that they never try. And some of the learning, it comes from trying. So mm. don't be afraid. At some point, you know, your manuscript's never going to be perfect. I mean, you absolutely want it to be the best that you can get it. But you'll never know unless you try. So those would probably be my top two pieces of advice. That is fantastic advice, Ashley. That is really good. That is exciting. All right. Before you read a selection for us, 
you've got the uh, two books right over your uh, left shoulder. Yeah, good job. Usually, you know, you point to the wrong one <laughs> on a Zoom video. Um, love the cover. Did uh, is this all them, or did you have a concept to share with them? How did that work? Um, so I was asked my opinions on it, and we kind of worked back and forth. Um, I was actually surprised because the day I signed the contract, I was emailed, here's the mock-ups of the cover. This is what we think. And it it wasn't quite this, but it was like same eyeball concept, but like with some, I think it was like black before and like had lightning and stuff. So that was a cool moment. It was also the moment I realized because I love this cover. Don't get me wrong. I love it. But that was the moment I realized that, um, if I'm doing this publishing thing, Rim's not just mine anymore. Mm. No, these other people that work at the publishing company, even other readers, once they start reading, they're going to imagine things differently. So I had to give up a little bit of control there. And I love what we ended up on, but it is different than what I had originally imagined in my head. Right, right. I got you. Okay. All right. All right. Um, are you ready to read a selection opening? Of? Yeah, opening page, page and a half. Okay, all right. Here is Ashley Schaller reading from her debut published novel, Rem. I squeeze my eyes shut and count off the seconds until I reach 60. Then I deliver a good pinch to my thigh through my leggings. Yep, that hurts. I peel my eyes open, but the scene hasn't changed. How I wish I could wake up and discover everything is a dream. It's not. It's not. It's not. The truth echoes through my core with every pulse of my heart. Mr. and Mrs. Johnson still stand beside an open grave, tears turning his nose red and her cheeks black as her mascara runs. A harsh breeze stings my cheeks, effectively drying any tears I could produce. Macy slips her hand into mine, fingers tight around my own, as if I'm all that keeps her from tumbling into the open pit with its reek of fresh earth. I squeeze back with just as much force so she'll know I'm here. I may not be family, but the loss of her brother hits me as hard as if we'd share blood. She offers a wobbly smile before her eyes fix on a point over my shoulder. I turn and follow her gaze. Beck, our other best friend, comes toward us, black ringlets bouncing around her shoulders. Her eyebrows dip low and her eyes full of softness identical to the downturn of her glossy lips. I slip my hand free from Macy's and turn and step away out of the way so she can hug Beck. They cling to each other while Beck pats Macy's shoulder and murmurs words of comfort. Does she even hear them? They sound like meaningless nonsense to me. How can this fool in my heart ever really get better? All right. Awesome. Need my studio audience to applaud. Uh, boy, excellent. Uh, just excellent book. Rem and uh, congratulations on all of it. Is there anything else you just want to say by way of if somebody else came in late to the interview or listening on the radio, just of a brief a synopsis or explanation for somebody who's just catching this and is like, what is this book? It's Rem by Ashley Schaller. Anything else you just want to add about that? Um, I can read the back cover copy for anyone who wants to. Sure. Let's hear, hear it. it. Let's hear um, it. Gwendolyn Gonzalez would do anything for her best friend, even allow herself to be dragged through Macy's dreams by a British coffeeholic who claims to be Macy's dream guardian. The rules of the dream are simple. Blend in and don't die. 
When Macy's dreams take a turn for the worse, following the rules may be harder than it seems, and it may end in deadly consequences. Wonderful. Awesome job, Ashley. Great job. All right. Um, I'm thinking, uh, I just want to make sure if there's any other question, anything else that comes to your mind that you want to share with us? I just want to give everyone a huge thank you. I've had so much support throughout this whole journey, and I'm excited for everyone to get to read Ram. Yeah. Tell me real briefly, or as long as you want to take, when you talk about support, what does that look like? Well, my family's always, always been hugely supportive. Um, You know, I've heard stories of writers who were never, ever, like, encouraged or, like, they're feeling shocked when they actually get their book published. But it's never been that story for me. Um, I think it was my dad, actually, who um, read that first book I was talking about. And he's like, I think you could do something with this. Good. That's really what spurred me into researching and starting this journey and every step of the way. I mean, they've been with me through every rejection and there's been plenty of those. And then they've just been so excited with the release of REM. Oh, man, that's awesome. And with the release of REM, as you are now a published author, often what seems to happen is, man, you're a published author. They give you like a card that says published author and you can show it around. Just kidding about that part. But um, sometimes then what happens is people come back to your first two books and say, oh, well, we'd really like to take a look at that again. So what does it feel like for you with those first two books? Are they going to come back to life or are you just going to move on to another book? Well, I haven't quite decided yet. There's definitely a possibility that we would circle back to the first two. They probably need some edits at this point. I feel like I've grown since writing them, so they would definitely need some help getting to Ram's point. Okay. Um, But I also have written two new novels since Ram. So. What? Oh, my gosh. And one of those I'm hoping to pitch to my publisher soon. So we'll see. Nothing concrete to talk about at the moment, but there are definitely other things in the works. Oh, my gosh. That is really exciting. That is really exciting. Okay. All right. Well, this is, uh, man, just been awesome just celebrating what you're doing and this uh, great accomplishment with REM. It really is a fun, entertaining book, and it is a lot of action, just as all your endorsements have said, and with some just great twist and everything that you just, you know, you want to see how this is going to end. You're just invested in the character and excited and I just love what you did with all of it with all the the twist and everything so um, just congratulations we're real excited for Ashley Schaller and uh, people can go to ashleyshaller.com to find more information to to find all the links to order is there anything else social media you want people to know about for Instagram or Facebook or anything so yeah, Instagram's probably the best way to connect with me if you want to. Um, it's also one of the first places I put out any updates. So if you want to be in the know, go to Instagram at Ashley Schaller Author and give me a follow and you'll be in the know. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, again, congratulations and thank you so much, Ashley, for being a part of Very Bold Radio and Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Stand by for a second. I just want to tell our listeners and viewers, uh, man, I just love where this story came from for Ashley and so many different elements. 
And the reason we're called Very Bold Radio and Podcast is because of our love for Jesus, that hope that he gives us to get us through nightmares, to get us through stressful storms, to get us through things. His power is real to help us. And isn't it really beautiful how God took something that was really sounds like very hard for Ashley and has turned it into something really beautiful, you know, uh, and getting her through that and then allowing her artistic and very creative uh, writing uh, come into play. So I just love how God does that. And for us, for me, it's really just looking at just the the goodness and love of God. And then out of that, we get to be very bold. And I just love some of your advice, Ashley, about, man, give it a try and, and just go for it. You know, you can't hold on to it so tightly that you don't get to share it with others. And that's just great advice. So, and we get to do that in part because of our trust of God's plan and who, of his goodness, of the good of Jesus. So we're very bold right out of this scripture. And I close with this and you can reach me at Steve at very bold.com. Steve at very bold.com. You can find me on Instagram. I'm not quite as active as Ashley, but we're getting there. You can find me at very bold there and you can find all the things we're doing at very bold.com. But it comes from 2 Corinthians 3.12. This is what the Apostle Paul wrote. He's a pretty good writer himself. He said this, Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. And that's 2 Corinthians 3.12. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal. Bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates. And email Steve at VeryBold.com. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.